0: Visit roberthalf.com today. Today on with the first pick, coming to you live from the senior bowl with my guy Lijay Duesable. Rick Spielman cleans up some other side jobs he's got Man. going on. <laughs> what, what job doesn't Rick have? <laughs> what job doesn't Rick have? Today, we're going to talk about which quarterbacks popped in a deep senior bowl quarterback class. We're going to talk about some of our favorite players who don't play quarterback. We've had great days today, and we're starting, I guess, we got to start with the quarterbacks, right? I guess.
1: Why can't we start with defensive one?
0: I, you know, it's funny when I watch – so it's a little windy, so you might pick up some of that as you listen. You're doing it live from the stadium, um, live as you view this, I suppose. But it's funny now, LJ, when I watch the one-on-one drills for the offensive defense line, my first thought is, okay, what's LJ think about Uh-oh, this? Oh, do
1: you already know? <laughs>
0: there's so. Here's the thing. If you're just watching it and enjoying it, like, oh, these are 600 pounds of men running Going at each at other. But yeah. there's so much technique. Correct. And we'll – here, let's give me one guy you like. Just give me the name. And we'll circle back to keep uh, people interested before we talk about the defensive lineman and get to the
1: quarter extra. I got a guy. Who do you have? See, I, I don't want to be the typical D lineman and go D lineman, but Brandon Fist was no, yeah. amazing he, today. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. we talked about the one-on-one drills. I don't think he lost one rep and he's, he's probably, I want to say, you know, you got Newton. You also have Byron Murphy. So those, those are probably the two top pass rushers. Yeah. I think Fist is right under that. I couldn't agree with him. Yeah. More.
0: He had a fantastic season. Flew under the radar as much as you can. And I saw a few of his reps like those. I'm going to mention the layup, um, even though I'd like to teammate a little more during the course of the season to sweat. Okay. Uh, he cannot be blocked one-on-one. He could not be blocked a in, big the double, man. in the double team drills. <laughs> it was like they were invisible. All right. We'll get to that in a second. Now let's talk about these quarterbacks. And uh, we just did a, a little brief thing for CBS Sports HQ about some of the players that popped here and this quarterback class compared to the previous two classes man. is night and day and it's no loaded. disrespect to the guys that came out the last year, but let's be real. These two can play. It starts with Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. I'll start there. Let me ask you, what do you think about the idea of having them on the same team along with Sam Hartman? You can see what the reps look like back
1: to back. Yeah. Well, Jim put Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, he put the question out, out there on Twitter like, once Penix and Bo Nix decided they were going to come down here to Mobile, he's like, should I have them on the same team? I said, absolutely, because we always like to see competition against other top players right because the competition is going to either raise your gameplay or it's going to show you who you are in pressure situations so absolutely these two guys compete against each other in the pac-12 why not have them come out here and compete against each other because that is going to bring the best out of them or it'll show when they're in pressure situations this is how they perform so i thought it was absolutely masterful by jim Nagy to put them on the same team you know it's funny when
0: you watch these practices you can sometimes see not just quarterbacks, but any player, if they're a little tight, and you talk about that, especially in the first day, you're Correct. feeling yourself out. But I go back to last year, Tyson Bajan was here, Division Two out of Shepard, and I'll be honest, he looked lost. Yeah. Like, he looked like at times that maybe he, he was overwhelmed. But you can't put everything into three days of practice. Because yeah. he yeah. came back yeah. and he started three or four games. He did. He <laughs> did at a high level, should have been drafted. So this is a, a, a point in the, the process in terms of collecting the data. Yeah, But these quarterbacks for both sides, both practices, were as sharp as I've seen them on
1: day one that I can remember. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Michael Penny Jr., coming into this week, I wanted to see him on those middle-of-the-field layer throws. We know he has an absolute flamethrower. Let me stop you and ask you okay. this, though, because that's been one of the pushbacks, that he can't yeah. the middle of the field.
0: And I haven't seen that. Well, no, he, he, can, he, can, okay, he does ahead. it really well.
1: So, like, perfect example, the the, the, the McMillan touchdown in the um, Texas game down the middle of the field where he split the safeties. Yes, sir. That was an absolute laser laser beam like right so he can do it but i think people want to see him throw it a little bit more touch we know yeah. he can uh with the power like and and then the fade ball nobody's a better deep ball thrower in this draft period right out of every quarterback but i think people just want to see him throw with a little bit more touch And then the biggest question with him obviously is the medical right if the medical checks out i think he's a, f- a surefire first round pick Right?
0: i agree with you but i've heard from teams that like him on day day two i don't i've talked to a few teams that said they like him late
1: days I, I heard early day two so <laughs>
0: I heard Wait. third round. Wow. But that was my response. And then here's what I kept coming back to. This is my sixth draft for CBS Sports. And early on in the process, yeah. I was like, okay, if they say it, it must be true. It must be true. and so here's the thing. <laughs> They, they have more information than us, but at the end of the day, it is a crapshoot. Yeah. We don't know. It only takes who's, one team. It only takes one team. You don't know who is going to be good and who isn't. Correct. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant because everyone missed on him a bunch of times. Yeah. I just yeah. mentioned Tyson Bajan had a really strong rookie season when he was asked to play, and no one was taking him seriously here, and they, they probably should have. You, you don't <laughs> know. You never know. But I fall back on this. If you watch the tape and the guy is good, that's a great place to start.
1: I think so, too, right? And the funny thing is, after the Texas game, I came out and put the statement out there, I think he's a top 15 pick. Now, people will push back that on that because of the Michigan game, and they're saying that's an like NFL-type defense. He struggled. And, yes, a lot of those players will be drafted high from that Michigan defense. I, even in that game, I, he missed a little bit. I think they could have schemed up some things better for him in that game as well. And he did have his best game. But if you go back to that Texas game, I mean, he was 100%, like, literally – Probably had a perfect quarterback rating in that game as far as the accuracy, the touch with the ball. Like people were getting mad at the secondary from Texas. Honestly, Rob where Michael Penix was putting the ball, I couldn't even blame some of the DBs sometimes. you not like, the Miller touch. Yeah. Who's, who's stopping that? Exactly. And then, like, the, the, the fade ball to Roma Dunze, like, he literally puts it on the shoulder pad. Yeah. And even to Jalen Polk on that, that corner route, like, that's perfect placement of the football. So I, I get some pushback. I feel like with every player, everybody has to find something that's wrong with him. But in this situation with Michael Penix Jr., I just hope people don't overthink it, right? The medical clears, I think, to me, he's a, he's a top 15 pick he passes the eye test
0: Yeah. and the funny thing you mentioned about finding something wrong i remember asking a, a scout early on when i was doing this i said so uh you'll appreciate this it was the year Quentin mitchell came out he goes okay. i said is there anything that that uh, i should be worried about with Quentin mitchell he says listen you do not have to find something wrong with a player he can just be a good player <laughs> exactly and it turns out Quentin mitchell it turns out to be a pretty good player yeah. all right let's talk about his teammate bo Nix because uh it's it's amazing to me the bo Nix feels like he's 28 years old. and He <laughs> continues to fly under the radar, but right. he does everything you want him to do. During the course of the season, I, I liked a lot of what he did. I had some questions about his accuracy in terms Correct. of uh, layering the deep balls, yep. but he showed times that he could do it at a high level and other times maybe the ball came up too flat, but that's not something that's a disqualifier. We've heard first-round buzz for him. We've heard second-third-round buzz. Yep. For me, he's probably second-round right now, but that's, that's certainly not the end, end of his story.
1: Yeah, to me, he's an intermediate killer, right? Uh, nobody throws with more accuracy in the intermediate in in this probably quarterback class. Like you, Ron, I have questions about him layering the deep ball, right? How much accuracy can he throw with that? And he showed, especially this year compared to last year, that he's grown in that aspect because that's always been the question mark with him even when he was at Auburn, right? How accuracy is he on those layer throws throwing the ball deep? And I feel like he answered a few of those questions. I think he wants to come out here and have a good week to prove that he can be consistent in making that throw consistently. But the, the caveat to him is that The athleticism, right? The off-platform stuff that he does. And he's one of the best quarterbacks in this draft class doing that as well. So I think that gives him a leg up. And like you said, a lot of people have given him a first-round buzz. Talked to a few other guys, and a lot of people do see him as a late first-round pick. I'm like you, though. I have him as a a second, maybe third-round pick. Let's do a little uh, compare
0: and contrast. Because uh, two years ago, Kenny Pickett was a first-rounder. Are you taking? and Let's assume just coming out of Pitt. If you can erase the the year and a half that yeah, Kenny Pickett played in the NFL. Okay. Are you taking Michael Penix or Kenny Pickett? Taking Michael Penix. Bo Nix or Kenny Pickett?
1: It's A little closer. It is closer. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> Kenny's a sneaky athlete. Yeah, he is. Bo, I think, is probably a little better, better athlete. Better athlete. Bo has a better arm, probably. Yeah. So, it's close. Uh, it was close. I, and Kenny right in the first there. round is, is the yeah, point. Yeah. So, it, it's certainly – it wouldn't be crazy if he stuck into the yeah. first round.
1: So, interesting. I know you're a Steelers guy. Like, that, that was a weird quarterback class, right? Because everybody yeah. thought Malik Willis for sure was going to be a first-round pick. I was it sitting right a, next but,
0: to Mac when the pick was made, and yeah. we both thought it was going to be Malik 20th. Exactly. And it was
1: Kenny Pickett. And he ended up being the only quarterback taken in the first round. The only quarterback yet. taken in the first round. Yeah. And
0: I think that was the first year for me, not to get too far off subject here, but that it felt like teams did not overdraft quarterbacks. Yeah, Malik – uh, Des Ritter, yeah. both in the third round. Both right. probably, right. as we look back, should have so, gone in the drives, third round. A
1: good night, so Matt Corral in the third there. round.
0: Yep. Right? our so, Pre- uh, buddy Pete Prisco makes funny. Matt Corral's my QB1 oh, one coming out that year. Oh, really? Uh, don't, don't say it like that. <laughs>
1: no, that's what I'm just asking. <laughs> well, it was just a weird quarterback <laughs> draft very class. quarterback class. Very, very weird. And then Sam Howell, who
0: played the most last year outside of Kenny, We're in the, round, right? the fifth round. Yep. That's right. So let's talk about the quarterbacks on the other team. Um, not quite as heralded in terms of yeah. first-round status, but the athleticism oozes all over uh, what they do. Joe Milton, I don't know if anyone has a better on Planet Earth. Probably not. <laughs> Warming up, the quarterback out of Tennessee transfer from Michigan. Warming up, he was a little hit or miss, and that was sort of over yep. the course of the season, Correct. I thought the 707s. He was throwing some intermediate balls that were accurate, and that's what you want to see. Yeah. And he was able to take a little bit off the fastball, which is also something you want to see.
1: Correct. You got to be able, even though you have got that uh, that cannon of an arm, right? You got to be able to throw with some touch, and that's always been Joe Milton's issue, right? We know he can throw a 90 yard ball, like, like you said. I don't know, and not even he, Like he might come into the league next year with the strongest arm coming into the league, and that's saying a lot when you got Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. But I believe this kid in high school stood at the 10 yard line and threw a 90 yard pass to the end zone without actually stepping into the throw. So that shows you how strong his arm is. But the biggest thing with him, right, is the accuracy issues, yeah. right? The intermediate throws. Can he throw with touch? We know he has the big arm. And another guy that we were talking about earlier, Michael Pratt, man, I think this guy could be a sleeper in this Two-lane draft. quarterback, yeah. that's right. Uh, sneaky athletic. I know a lot of people talk about Brock Purdy and how he is deceptively a- a- athletic. I think Michael Pratt fits in that same mold. They actually ran him at Tulane a lot. On some quarterback powers, some zone read. So he's a tough kid as well. He can throw the intermediate ball really good. Had a nice um seven, uh, seven route to Jaheen Bell today to Jaheen Bell today, which he threw with some touch as well. So he's a guy I got my eye on. I got him as a second round pick in this year's draft. So
0: that's higher than than I have him right now. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and watch a more. I know I watched him during the fall, and Rick and I talked about it on the podcast, and I can't remember who who he was playing, but he threw a pick six or a, a ball that was returned inside the five yard line on a bad throw. But the point is, it was Sean Taylor's brother. Oh, uh,
1: was uh, that was, interesting. was an interesting yeah. fact.
0: It was a great play. But he he's had buzz for a while, and I mean, he he very easily could be a second round pick because he has the tools. And to your point, he's a better athlete than probably people give him credit for. Another strong arm guy that I was not a big fan of
1: two three years ago,
0: and I've come around on. I watched a lot of him in the fall, and he might be the toughest. Quarterback out. I know, here, you. I
1: know where you're going with this. He league. throws with
0: anticipation. <laughs> yeah. And he will make any throw because he trusts his arm. The issue is sometimes he'll get into the turnover where he plays late in the game. Correct. Part of that's because the offensive line wasn't helping. And it part of that's because they were always playing from behind. So I'm talking about Spencer Rattler, yeah. who had a reputation for being difficult as a teammate and, and, and someone to coach. And I feel like he's turned a corner uh, and I'm telling you, he feels like a guy who can sling it and help the team.
1: Yeah, i have talked to a few people; he's getting like second-round busts too, and a lot oh, of people hey, were surprised. A lot of people were surprised because of the, what you said—the turnover, the turnover issues, yeah. right? And to your point, right? I mean, I think it was week one versus North Carolina, where he gets sat, like seven times at least. <laughs> <laughs> he, you talked about it being—he's a tough kid now. And you know, I'll argue, I'm sorry, I'll, he outplayed Drake May in the like game. Oh, he did. Yeah, I, I told people that uh, again. I was like, he, Drake Drake May had a better offensive line. And Spencer Rattler had no help at all. Like, not, he literally was under fire that entire game this year. But um, the question mark with him is, like, can he get away from those turnovers? He had one today at the senior bowl. Laid across the middle. Of the safety picked it off. Uh, I believe the guy from uh, Auburn, 36. I'm having a brain Steph, Uh Jalen. Jalen. Yeah, yeah Jalen. Um, Simpson, right? Simpson, Simpson. Right. Simpson right. A He's nice a nice player. player. He's a really yeah. good player. Um, So, like, if he has all the tools, not the tallest guy. I thought he was a little bit – I thought he was a little bit taller than when I saw him um, on the yeah. field. A little bit shorter than what I thought he was. But it has the cannon of arm Those are great anticipation. And like you said, Ryan, do not be surprised because a lot of people have this guy going in the second round. That's great. So, uh producer Debo notes,
0: uh, second-round quarterbacks over the last 10 years. Will Levis last year went to the top, but they yep. traded up to get him. Kyle Trask, Jalen Hurts, went to the Super Bowl, Drew Lock, Kyle Trask. Woo-hoo. Christian Hackenberg, the just don't like to talk woo-hoo. about that, your Jets. Yeah, we did don't. you play with Christian? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do not. But the point did is no. that if you get – Bo in the second round, if you get uh Pratt, if you get Rattler, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard for those second-round quarterbacks. If you're not a first-rounder, sometimes it's hard to make that step, but it, right. it's, it's certainly not possible. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about some non-quarterbacks and what they did today. Week one. Yeah. All right, we talked to quarterbacks. Let's talk about uh, – we didn't talk about Carter Bradley, a South Alabama quarterback. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to him in the week. He had a great first day. He did. I watched him um, on the way down here yesterday. I was like, okay, this guy's a little juicing. He got a little something about he's, him. he's a good athlete. Yeah. Um, things to work on, but we all got things to work on, LeJay. Sure. Let's, let's talk about some players who don't play quarterback. If you want to go defensive line, you can't. <laughs> but if there's someone else you want to go that impressed you on day yeah. one.
1: I'm going to go on the offensive side, Lad McConkie. Oh. I mean, I thought – Dude, I love he, me some Lad. He was unstoppable on the slot. If you're going to give him free range in the, the middle of the field – Good luck as a slot corner. Like, the only way to kind of slow him down is to get hands on him at the line of scrimmage. And even then, he's so shifty and quick at the line of scrimmage, he beats a lot of press men. So, he had a big day today on one-on-ones. Uh, I saw him in team periods. He was open a lot of times, just didn't get the ball. You know how it is. At practice, it just depends on the timing and the, the quarterback, does he see you open or not. Uh, you know, another guy I really like, Quan uh, Jackson from Tulane. So, I've, I've gotten to see him a lot because I call games in American he, Conference. He's outrunning guys down yeah, so yeah, yeah. So he, he's a speedster. He's a punt returner as well, so has some shiftiness in the open field. I think he'll transition to be a slot guy at the next level. Won a lot on one-on-ones today, and even in team periods, was winning as well. Really has a, a, a knack for finding the void and zone in the middle of the field. I saw that today on, on film. So he's a guy that a lot of people may not know about. Right. He's a guy that could be picking up some steam here as well.
0: Pratt, Jaquan Jackson, TyJ Ty- Ty Spears, all the same team last year.
1: Maybe uh, William's might- the linebacker.
0: Williams, Dorian, Williams. Dorian yep. uh, they beat USC in the, the bowl game. They so did. There's something to that. Uh, I'll, I'll say this uh, about Lab McConkie. I saw him run a return route, so he runs a little over, and he, he had beaten the linebacker so bad on the over yeah. that in return that the linebacker had
1: leverage, st- and <laughs> what he, happened. He still caught it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lab McConkie, he's been a lot of buzz, kind of banged up this year in Georgia, but when he's actually 100%, man, he might be the best route running receiver in this drive. I, I don't say that lightly. But like you said, the, the way he tempos his routes, right, the way he can confuse DBs, linebackers, uh, this, this, kid, this kid will be the business in the slot.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm going to steal uh, the guy that you talked about for HQ because he. he this is an easy one, Toledo cornerback Ponyon Mitchell. We've yep. talked about him on the podcast before during the fall that people ask us to, to talk about how he looks at the next level. And I, I think, you know, we discussed he's a first-round pick coming yep. into this week, and he didn't do anything to hurt himself. He Not at all. Him at all.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised if the age was like, all right, you got to slow down now. We just, we just, So last year, um,
0: who's the, Dewan Jones came here, yep. dominated day one. And then left. Had
1: concussion <laughs> like, like symptoms and he took off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday. Well, he's not the first person to do it. Jermaine Johnson did the same thing. Jermaine Johnson here. did that. A lot of people had him as a second, third round pick coming in here. Montez he balled out. He yep. didn't play
0: the game. Exactly. And that's not unusual. So look, if, uh, my point is that if Quinone, should decide that he he has a calf strain. I would understand. I
1: understand it. I would mean, just like a smooth, easy athlete. Like we, we discussed this, right? Just never seems like he's in stress at all, right? Real patience at the line of scrimmage. And then when he's running with receivers, you can see the speed, right? It just seems like he's out for a jog. He's always in the hip pocket. Just like I said, smooth athlete, probably the highest rated defensive player here.
0: He crushed it in terms of pass breakups to Toledo. Had some interceptions. The only thing and this is a minor thing uh, Rick talks about all the time, he could get, get handsy at times. Yeah, I'm good at, that happens. And Rick's like, that's the easiest thing to coach out of. For a great, sure. Great player. For sure. Uh, and as BMAC likes to say, you'd rather have to say, whoa, than sick em.
1: No question. Yeah. you rather be. A, I got to be more aggressive than less aggressive. Uh, yes. And he
0: looks to be special. He looks – I'll put it this way. If he were to end up on the Detroit Lions, it would make a ton of sense. <laughs> make too much
1: sense. <laughs> but they're going to have to pay them to get him. Yeah, they are. As they, they are, currently find sure. themselves. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone else that, that – Flash for you? Yeah, a guy we talked about on HQ, Fist. Viss. Um, to sure. me, when you talk about Byron Murphy and, and, and Newton, the D tackle from, from uh, Illinois, it's like right behind those two guys, I think he's the best next pass rushing defensive tackle. We always look at defensive linemen when it comes to pass rush, Rob. I like to see their feet, right, because good pass rushers' feet never stop. And this guy, his feet never stop, Rob. I mean, we hit a guard one time with a counter club inside and counter club back outside to win in one-on-ones down here. And the elite effort that he plays with, I think that's what separates him from a lot of these D tackles in this group. The guy plays at a million miles an hour, and I know that's cliche (laughs) to say, but literally there were plays in the team where there'll be a running back toss, right? And you'll see him 50 yards down the field trying to chase him down. So scouts love to see that, right? You don't want to have to tell a guy about effort and you don't have to do that with Brandon Fisk at all
0: and he feels i don't know what his measurables are up to go back and check but he feels looking at him you go this guy probably understands how to play with leverage
1: oh and, and that's so <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up cuz that was another question people had right he's a well most pass rushing three techniques will they be able to stay in there on the double team right he plays with such great leverage they had a double team today and it was with Christian Hayes so i really was tuned into it Yeah. he's another one of my sleepers in this you know senior bowl and no so you movement off the line yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got an offensive line of guard no movement at all Great leverage by Brendan Fist, held the point of attack, and the linebacker, Scrape Free, made a, t- a tackle for loss. So he plays with great leverage, can play the run, is a really good pass rushing free technique. And I'll give some love to the offensive line, even though you know I don't like doing that. Don't right? like doing that. Uh, Tyler Guyton is a guy I've been really intrigued by. Right? I'm, I'm starting to watch more and more of his okay. film. He, uh, the wingspan's ridiculous. I think like 83 or 82 or something like that. Uh, All right, Something I- like that, 6'7". Um, but plays he plays with that. You know, a lot of guys that have that arm length, they don't play with it. He plays with it, has patience in regards to his pat sets, and he used that length, right, to keep defenders at bay. And then he does a really good job sitting on power. So, like, that was another thing I want to see. When somebody's that big, usually speed to power gets him Yeah. He didn't lose one-on-one, one-one-on-one today, even with speed to power. I know Chris Braswell tried to hit him with a speed to power, didn't go anywhere with it. Patrick Paul was another I was really impressed with as well from
0: Houston. Patrick Paul, for sure. Uh, I want to circle back to something in a second, but I don't want to mention this before I forget because I'm looking through my notes here. To mention uh, Brasswell, the edge rusher from Alabama, number 41. I saw him one-on-one versus Javon Foster, a guy that I like from Missouri. Yeah. Rick Wilson is high on him. As I, was I was like, this is a enormous human being. Yeah. And uh, Chris got him with the initial – He got him with the speed
1: of power. I saw that one. He got him with the ball <laughs> rushing
0: yeah. but he but he anchored. And yeah. if you're a defensive lineman, what's the, the, the thing you don't want to see from an offensive lineman in terms of their technique that gives you the most trouble?
1: So for me, it was always if they hold that outside hand back, right? that's what we want. We want you to shoot that outside hand. So guys that gave me issues, especially when I was rushing inside, was a guard that was athletic enough to shoot only that inside hand Now The thing that worries you about that is if they counter inside, right? But right. you got to be able to have that hip mobility to do that. Not every defensive tackle has that. That's why the ones that can rush get paid what they get paid. That's why Aaron Aaron Donald gets paid when he gets paid. That's why Justin BK is going to get paid yes, when he gets paid, and that's why Quentin Williams got paid what he got paid last year. So the guards that are patient and don't give that outside hand, because that's what we want. Even on the edge at, at defensive end, we want that outside hand so we can burn the edge. Yep. If you can keep that outside hand and then you can sit on power, that's what you don't want as a, a defensive lineman rushing an offensive lineman.
0: So I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, I saw Xavier Leggett go up against Pritchett, the, yep. the cornerback from – Auburn, mm. Xavier stacked him nice and easy. Pritchett made a nice recovery for a PBU. Mm. That, was, uh, that was a that was good rep there. Uh, and, and by the way, these are just reps; they don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, but if yeah, Something yeah. you notice, you make a note. Uh, in terms of more generally speaking, and I was watching him at Michigan. I was like, okay, this this is a dude, Braden McGregor. Okay. The edge rusher. Yeah. Um, and I watched him, and he looks. Like, he reminded me of body type-wise of Drew Sanders, who was 6'5", 245, 250. Okay. But he's thicker that. than that. He's like 270. Yeah, he looks he, big. And he looked big when you see him on the field. So I'm interested to see, because he feels like one of these freakish athletes that you figure out how to use. Like Jason uh, Adape coming out. Okay. A guy who, um, I don't know how, I don't know McGregor's background, but obviously Dobby hadn't played a lot of football. Uh, Ajabo, one of those sort of freak athletes, and, and you want to see how you can use them. So that's just something mm-hmm. I'll be keeping an eye on. Coming out. Anything else you want? Hey, to say? I got
1: on? a quick question. It's Johnny Wilson, when do you think he, he moves? Okay, to...
0: hey, let's talk. Let's talk, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's I am glad, glad I brought let's this.
1: up. Let's have the Johnny Wilson yeah.
0: conversation. So the uh, six
1: five, is he? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think six five. At least
0: six five uh, wide receiver out of Florida State. He was also an Arizona State transfer. Is correct. That correct. Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy when you think
1: about how many dudes they had on that team. The Losing, they were doing. Good lord. <laughs> Jay Daniels was there. They had Man. Pearsall was there.
0: Yep. They had some dogs. So they had Ricky Pearsall, the wide receiver from Florida, but Johnny uh, Wilson, Florida State, lined up with Keon Coleman. Yep. Keon Coleman's a dude. Yes. Johnny Wilson should be a dude, but. I was going through his stuff last week. The amount of focus drops, number one, yeah, that bothers me. He has me. an issue with that. And the shiftiness is – It's not there. It's not there. Now, he's a long strider. I will say he, he runs like a gazelle, though. He, he'll come, <laughs> but I'm just concerned about the – because, you know, the focus drops like playing second base and you forget how to throw the ball to first base. Sure. It's one of those things. Can you overcome it? And I don't know anything about his background in, in terms of why he has the focus drops or if he has other things going on. But just in terms of the football – yeah. I feel like he come away oftentimes wanting more.
1: Yeah. That's the thing because he's, he's a freak of nature when you see him oh. on the field. So you're like, why does he keep dropping the football? Like, the one thing you have to do as a receiver is catch the ball. And I've talked to a lot of scouts, and they're, they're seeing if he'll transition to like an Evan Ingram type role, like almost a tight end type. And so I don't think Juwan, he Juwan Jennings. Type.
0: Yeah. I think he went from Jawan Jennings. Is, he's going to catch it.
1: Yeah. That's true. And he weighed in almost like 240, right, 237? Oh, I like haven't that. seen the numbers yet. I think yeah. it was like 237. Okay. So, I mean, he almost he's mixed that mold, right? So, I think as you look to piece and where he could be at, the offensive coordinator will look at his size and be like, well, we're not going to have him as an inline blocker now. We want to try to see. Well, I was going to say, does he want to go over the middle? Yeah, I think he's willing to go over the middle with, okay. that, with that body size. But the thing is, can you get the mismatch on the safety with him or a linebacker putting him – In the backfield, maybe as a H back or or splitting him out as a tight end in a three wide set or going eleven, but it's almost like you go four wide with him out there on the field, kind of like Jacksonville does with Evan Ingram.
0: I feel like he should be uh, top fifty conversation, and I right now I'm taking day three probably.
1: Yeah, as far as the film, I I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Just the consistency hasn't been there.
0: And then you talk about someone like Xavier Leggett, the big wide receiver from South Carolina, who put his name on the map this fall. He
1: did. He took every advantage. When Wells got hurt, he took full advantage of being Spencer Rattler's number one guy. And And like you said, once he stacks you, if if the quarterback throws it where it's supposed to be, it's a touchdown. (laughs) That's right. All right. Anything you're looking forward to tomorrow? Like I said, I just want to see these guys come out more relaxed. Um, I want to see the the, the competition pick up a little bit more on the offensive line and and defensive line, which it usually does. And you'll see that in one-on-ones, with receivers and DBs as well on day two. I think guys will be more of themselves. They'll be more comfortable because they came out here and saw what, what it was for day one of practice. Now they have, you know, an inkling of what tomorrow is going to bring. So I want to see guys just cut it loose a little bit more tomorrow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk more about the office of deeps of line tomorrow. I'll go back and uh grind the tape. Is that what you call it? Yeah,
1: you got to grind the tape, man. <laughs> uh,
0: but that's it here from day one. Lovely Mobile, Alabama. Sunsets here uh, for DJ nice. Duesville. I'm Ryan Wilson. We'll be back tomorrow. Rick's feeling might even be crazy for the president. We'll see. Supposedly. The, we'll see. The, the Commanders hired
1: anybody
0: yet? It ain't going to be Ben Johnson.
1: Let's just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Thanks to all you guys who watched and listened, uh join us. We'll jump again tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see you then.